you're listening to the Studio Interviews. I'm your host, Diana Brown. And as always, Dan Wilson is on the board making things beautiful. Today, we are talking about... We're talking about working blue. We're talking about cutting things up. We're talking about cracking a whip. And again, no, we are not talking about the political campaign, but we are talking with Rockin' Randall Miller. <laughs> now, we just uh, had the pleasure a few minutes ago, and two of the leading ladies of the San Francisco burlesque stage in New York as well. And we're going with the boys this time because, believe me, burlesque is for everyone. Welcome, Randall. Thank you, Diana. Now, your one-man show, one mm-hmm, man and his mm-hmm. lovely ukulele. I, You know, my show, I, I like to host it. It's very chameleon-like. You know, I can just be sitting in a corner singing my songs, or I could be surrounded by all the Tada girls in an entire act. So it's scalable. It's completely scalable. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nice jargon. You yeah. are totally uh, in step with the uh, Silicon Valley world here. We thank can, you. Uh, thank you. We yes. can make you huge, or we can make you... Uh, Intimate. Uh, thank you. Intimate is always lovely. Now, your show is titled Inappropriate Diversion. That's true. That's and true. And just what is inappropriate, Randall? Well, you know, I, I want to tell you that I, I don't really go into the whole swearing thing. I mean, George Carlin, God bless his soul, God you know, since he's passed him. away. But I never use those seven words. Although, I do use a little Latin, so don't be afraid to ask your neighbor <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> so tell me, uh, if somebody came to your show and they, they did have some questions about uh, some of the Latin, would they be able to get a little I lesson think they afterward? Would. I, think, I think a lot of my words are in common use. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I just, I like to color it, color the world, very suggestive, you know, to sort of pander to the imagination and let, let your imagination do the work, yet I want to support it with some very exciting little situations. Now, would that color be just a tad bit blue? Oh, it. I love that word, blue. It is indeed blue. You know, a blue movie is usually where this whole term comes from. I True. mean, I'm sure it, it translates into something maybe, uh, you know, very archaic. But in the 50s, pornographic movies were shot with cheap film, right. which tinted blue. Oh, I did not know that. And that is sort of the origin of the blue movie. Huh. Because, you know, guys would sit around and watch their stag movies, and then that the white, it was a black and white, but sure. the, the film, the white of the film would tint blue because it wasn't that high quality. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as everything, you know, the whole business gets rolling and people are very fascinated with pornography. So uh, it started Come on, translating. Admit it, you are. We all are. <laughs> it started translating into all kinds of uh, other careers, like when a comedian starts to swear. Red Fox is a good example. Or, a great example. You know, it's just working blue. You're okay. working blue when you start when you go into the whole level of fornication and copulation. <laughs> Now, we know mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, we're going to get a little uh, extra treat here on the show today because not only are we having a wonderful conversation with Rock and Randall, but Randall sings and plays his beautiful ukulele. So let's not hold back. Let's let him have a little taste right now. And I think the first one you wanted to do was your Tool song. The Tool song. Well, you know, I think it's going to be pretty uh, self-explanatory, but I want to let you know that I wrote this song, compiled the lyrics and an adult bookstore that didn't sell any books. <laughs> Some wonderful folks build a slip-on tool to please. This totally adjustable design for you and me. By vibrating, rotating, it enlarges girth. And the double stacker dual ring makes you wonder what it's worth. 
Now there's the honey bunny crystal rabbit and the pearl butterfly. The mini Brutosaki twister that makes you want to cry. With whispered quiet features tested for a one hot tubs. It's a 10 speed hands free hummer with a pink gyrating nub. Yeah! It's Timpton Fantasy. Let your passions run free. It's everything you dream. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yeah! Now it's sleek and it's unique with cascading waves of fun. Reverses action, changes color with its undulating tongue. Takes four double A's or one 10 volt recharger. It's a super sucker cyclone in case you want it larger. Now with perfect contoured flesh-like tingle, there's a method to her madness. Thick and meaty, tight and sassy with a leather strap on harness. It's cherry-scented, therapeutic, and it makes the great escape. And it timely bounces back to its original shape. It's tempting fantasy. Let your passions run free is everything you dream. Satisfaction, Garen. I call her Karen. There'll be no Sharon. Satisfaction guaranteed. <laughs> There you go. Okay, I have to admit, <laughs> holding back the laughter while you sang and played was very difficult because that's wonderful. Uh, it's, you know, sort of a, an advertisement for all the tools out there. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to get a cut that you can know. <laughs> you need to be performing this at their next conference. Oh, yes, yes. Well, this is unsolicited testimony. <laughs> I think we should send it to Babes in Toyland and mm. see if they want to promote you that way. Yes. I bet they'd love to have you come in store. And I did mean in person. Oh. Naughty minds out there. Uh, you know, I need the contact. No. <laughs> now, you know, that's my show. Now, I have produced inappropriate diversions with a whole cast of people. And I always love to have these, have what I call my accompanying singers, the okay. Ta-da Girls. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. But there'd be two of them. There'd be Miss Ta and Miss Da. <laughs> so we have light and dark. And then I wrote this lovely song called um, The Dominatrix Lament. Now, you have a little bit of experience in uh, pain and uh, mm. torture because uh, you spent uh, 25 years as a fight choreographer. Yes, and a stunt coordinator, yes. And yes. a stunt coordinator. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, there's some real mystique around oh, fight chore choreography yes. and uh, how those crazy things are done. Well, you know, okay, so we're talking about um, sort of a, a visually aesthetic pleasing, a, a, an aesthetic of violence. Yes. That, you know, it, it, it's got to look exciting. It has to feel exciting. But, you know, the actors have to either repeat it or go home that night. So yes. There can be real no violence. But, you That's know. It's a whole different kind of entertainment yes. if that doesn't work out. But on the other level, you see, it's got to, so you've got to appeal like to it being sexy or, or appealing, you know, compelling to watch. Sure. So uh, I've done a great deal of this through uh, San Francisco stage. A lot of people know me, you know, doing a little bit of violence. Uh, some good friends of mine. There's a little nod to Kim Richards, one of my favorite burlesque people, and a director who's hired me for such occasions. We've had the pleasure of having mm -hmm. her on the show. Stage violence. But uh, my uh, career, my, I've done a few seasons with the History Channel. 
Ah. ah, yes, a little historical replication of violence, like being shot off the back of a horse and falling and things like that. And as far as Honey's bullwhips, let me tell you, I've got a whole host of bullwhips. I'd love to show her how to use them from the uh, black snake to the big bullwhip. Oh, my goodness. Now, the, the black snake versus the big bullwhip, mm -hmm. tell me the difference there. There is. It's a very subtle difference. Uh, you know, like, like a Ferrari to a super sport Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a whole different demographic picture here. So, you know, and, and that kind of uh, on the edge, the level of uh, entertainment. Right. You know, it's a very thin crossover to, of course, the burlesque because burlesque is, a, is always a, is a, 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 an exotic, exciting, stimulating thing that we, we all want to experience as audience. It's a bit of an edge. We want, mm -hmm. we want to be a little thrilled, a little... So, you know, Surprised uh, at ourselves. I, I certainly haven't had experience directly. I shouldn't say I, I don't know how, how much anybody has a level on it because we all have our we all have our needs, we all have our level of dominance. And we are casting no judgments. Mm -hmm, of being hurt and loved at the same time. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, I have had some experience in portraying that on stage. Okay. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, but to that degree... I have composed the dominatrix lament. Ah, well, let's hear it. All right, all right. It's a tender song. It's, about, it's about love. What I thought was love when I first worked blue made me feel like I was strong. I took charge of their affection with the power in my possession when I put the stick just where it belonged And then they did what I wanted Whatever I told them to do They'd get down on their knees And they'd say, pretty please Telling me they never knew a love so true Well, that's all right for them, I guess I'm glad that makes them happy but I lost myself and I'm feeling I got the greatest sigh from that song 
when I played it at the Mustang Ranch in Sparks, Nevada. No way! Now, for our listening audience, I must tell you, it is a legal brothel located in the outskirts of Reno, but it was uh, and is a, a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you really got to the heart of some of those girls day in and day out. Oh, it was the, it was the greatest sigh I've ever heard singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> you felt their pain. Yes, yes. Now, you, uh, you, your wonderful show, Inappropriate Diversions. You, uh, before pu- before putting this act together, you were going around and seeing some of the burlesque, the new burlesque. Oh and- yes, I've seen Honey, I've seen Dirty Little Secret um, uh, over here at the Plush Room, where it used to call. I don't know what they call it now, but but I just love these things, and I've been I've been seeing burlesque since well, I think. Since I was a child, I think. I know since I was a child when my mother wanted to expose me to these things. Okay. You know, like, like let's just talk about the movie What Do You Say to a Naked Lady? And, of course, uh, being my age, Playboy was kind of safe in the 70s. Yes, yes. <laughs> but those days are well over. But I was exposed to them. Like, uh, my first album that my mother used to play. Now, forgive me, I can't remember the artist's name, but the name of the album is called Knockers Up. Google it, people. Yes, and it is very, very exciting. And uh, and from then on, this is you know this is a young age. My mother being um, from the, the a liberal-minded area here, individual. Yeah, oh, an incredibly open-minded individual, wanting me to be exposed to all this lovely, uh, earthy nature. <laughs> so and and ever since, and I've seen Honey and her Friday the uh, first Fridays in Oakland, and uh, of course. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, know that the internet is a wide open territory filled <laughs> with the rich, uh, colorful history and uh, taking places of, uh, of uh, burlesque. Now, burlesque is interesting because burlesque is not porn. No, it is not. That's I mean, you've got to, I want to be really clear about that. Burlesque has no fourth wall. There's no uh, dark room. It's right out there in the open, and everybody's got to be part of the team when it's all going on. And and so you know, st- strippers give you the wink. They're not flying around some silly greased pole. They're they're right <laughs> there, and they're looking at you. And we're all sharing in the experience of you know affection. <laughs> yeah, that is something the the lady said on, on the last episode was that uh, when you're up there on stage, it's not just fans watching you, but mm-hmm. they're rooting for you. They're screaming and that exactly. they encourage them to go louder and go further and, and yes. try new things and kind of push that envelope. Yes. And the art is always walking the line, barely crossing over, but not, you know, not, you can't be, um, you can't be raunchy. You can be raunchy, but you, you've got to be, um, kind of semi-tasteful about it. I mean, that's the whole thing, is that delicate brush stroke that goes just over the line every once in a while, and that tease, and there's the big word, the tease is what it's all about. Because we're here to, the burlesque is to titillate, not to just Mm -hmm. flat out show you the goods. Yes, yes, and to that, I'd like to sing this one song that Shel Silverstein wrote. I'd love to have you do it. Yes, now Shel, Shel Silverstein, uh, Dr. Hook, uh, he was sort of a contemporary with Dr. Seuss as well, but he, he's a great songwriter and, um, pardon me, and a great poet. And I did not know he was also a songwriter. I'm more familiar yes, with his Yes, well, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, um, uh, Dr. Hook's album, um, You're Gonna See My Smiling Face on the cover of the Rolling Stones, right. was written with Shel Silverstein. Let's hear it. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Polly in a porny down at the dirty flicks. 
Oh, I saw Polly in a porny. I never knew she could do them tricks. What a scene nearly struck me blind. I never knew she was theatrically inclined. Oh, I saw Polly in a porny with a pony, and it nearly blew my mind. Was she galloping? No, no, no. Was she trotting? No, no, no. Was she riding across the country with some tall, dark, handsome stranger? Was she wearing her cowboy hat? Well, not exactly that, but I do recall she had her spurs on. I love Polly and a porny, and I keep going back. In the very last row, I'm singing low with my coat bouncing in my lap. I spend each time I can't afford. I swear she's gonna win an Academy Award. Oh, I saw Polly in a pony with a pony, and the pony looked a little bored. Oh, I saw Polly in a pony with a pony, and the pony looked a little bored. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. Yes. Now, Randall Miller, I would like to go back and touch just for a moment uh, on your history channel, mm. uh, Opus. You have yes. played every every great villain almost. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's true. I, Which is so against type for you. Well, you think that. The truth <laughs> of the matter is, you know, I have sort of a, 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 a stained all-American boy look. <laughs> um, but um, uh, the, I'm always asked to play villains. Of course, I have the talent to pull off some violent acts safely. But uh, I just, for some reason, people just love me to just, they love me to do bad things to bad and good people, with results being where I get bad things done to me. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I... I, I Having I, played the villain many times myself, I feel yes. Yes, yes. I mean, the, the last thing I did, the two-hour special on Crucifixion on oh the History Channel, it was very exciting. Uh, I, being the stunt coordinator and fight choreographer, was responsible for creating violence as well as hanging people safely on crucifixions. You know, one, two, three, four, but, you know, keeping in mind that they can only be up there a short time. But, of course, the camera. We love the camera. We because love the camera. they'll be up there for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I had the privilege, I guess, the privilege. And I, I had to take the action myself because I wanted uh, our dear martyr, Big JC, up on the cross. The which big we, guy himself. We had to represent him. And it was most important that we represent him because he is the archetypical crucifixion. True. And, uh, and so, it wouldn't be a show about crucifixion without exactly. him. Exactly. So I was responsible for, you know, whipping him, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, driving the stakes in his hands, uh, tying him up, making sure he doesn't fall from the cross. And then, of course, the follow through stab to the side where the water and the blood is washed across my face, rock of ages, and so forth and so on. Literally. Yes. And, of course, as you put out earlier, uh, before the interview, uh, you mentioned that I have played Hitler. Hunkering in the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's really curious about that, it's true, I could shape my hair and put a little sausage maker's mustache on. But my <laughs> eyes are blue, and I'm six foot, and I'm a little taller than Hitler. So I had to sit down for the entire uh, 
little clip. And, and you're not you're screaming for your paintings to be shown. I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> That's a quote from Kurt Weitzman's play, Dead Happy, but which did uh, feature one of the best comedy Hitlers uh, ever. But I digress. Mm-hmm. You, Me. which particular pivotal scene of uh, Hitler's history were you embodying? Oh, well, to be specific, it was the Von Braun rocket. They were inventing the rocket, and I pretty much played the little paper wallpaper hanger for just a brief moment where I sat at the desk yelling at Von Braun about why my rockets weren't done on time. (laughs) 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 Now moving on from one of uh, history's great villains, Uh, I don't know, not great in the the terms of Giazani Swell, but uh, Mm -hmm, certainly mm -hmm. a a villain, Uh, you have also electrocuted some people. Well, no, on the history uh, no Channel. actually, I was electrocuted. You were electrocuted. I was indeed. I guess well, turnabout's fair play. <laughs> See, it's always like that, you know? Like like when I did the Bonnie and Clyde episode where I was responsible for creating the first heinous act to Clyde Barrows in jail. Ooh. It was a very little romantic scene in the prison where I uh, held him down underneath the bunk and, you know, had my way with him. And oh then it was reciprocated with a nice lead pipe to the head in the showers. So. Talk about working blue. <laughs> That's it, you know. I, I dance in this realm. And, and the, the one that you just pointed out earlier, the, the electrocution. Yes. It was for Edison, uh, the whole idea about electricity. And then I played a character by the name of William Kemmler, Bill Kemmler who chops up his wife, the infidelitous wife, the woman who's sleeping on him, chops her up into many pieces and then gets electrocuted. Yeah, got electrocuted. It's a lovely little sizzling scene. You chopped her up, then you got electrocuted. Well, yeah, you know, I I chopped her up. Oh, I didn't chop her up, but the character I was representing. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Yes. yes. Well, I'm just such a little lamb, as you well know. As we all know. Yes. Anyone who knows this man. I just, you know, I run out of the shadows and commit a little violence and run back in and stay there. But um, uh, I chopped up my wife, waited in a bar, and then the sheriff came and arrested me and so forth and so on to okay. the electrocution. I shaved my head so the sponge can have a nice connection to my head. Silly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, that's what's so lovely about uh, this whole realm of burlesque, and, and it's, it's, it's an artifice, you know. True. So in this artifice, there must be people who are artistic enough and reasonable enough to talk to and do business with right. to create such magical moments. And you can say that those of us who do this are a little demented, and you may be a little right, but... We, in order to perform these things, must have the discipline to know right from wrong, good from bad, and not to get hurt. And have a lot of, I mean, you might get a little sting. Hold new meaning to a safe word here. Yes. Indeed. We love the safe word. Now, do you look so excited? I almost would think you have a song about a safe word. Oh, uh, well, I do. It's it's a long one. Now, you you, you promised I, I, I you promised us three songs, but could we coax a fourth out of you? I cer- you certainly can. I want you to know this song right here. I call it the Ode to Pornography. And uh, uh, it's it's a long one. It's a, it's a very enjoyable song and very colorful stories. So sit back and get comfy. With a friendly handshake and a pat on the back, Mike and Jack walked in the front door. And then the busty cocktail waitress picked up a dollar that she found on the floor. Well, she had no shame, so who could blame those two for staring at her God-given gift? And did I happen to mention she liked the attention and delighted to find them stiff? 
She said you both seem like regular Joes, but together you're still not enough. I got a friend over there with green eyes and blue hair. Her name is Cindy and she likes it rough. Oh, and they got it on. Oh, the friendship seems so strong. They were copulating and fornicating as if it wasn't wrong. It was just a simple hello. And it led to Volatio with their penetrating and lubricating throughout the show. Whoa! <laughs> oh, fun. Any night of the week, you know? <laughs> the street at the end of the cul-de-sac well she got arrested just last tuesday stabbed a man in the back oh now she lives with allison they take the showers at 12:45. but when the soap broke out the gods burst in there weren't a body there was dry Lessons were all wrong. I saw cunnilingus and someone's penis and a poster of King Kong. Oh, lockdown was at ten, and it all started again. Was oh, I wish I was there. You know what I mean? <laughs> With their fire hoses and tattoos of roses. <laughs> and Jay went out for the night. One was straight and one was gay. But by the end of the evening, no one could tell. They seemed to both swing each way. Dominique had a mean streak and she knew her stuff. And she really put those boys to task. With a bag of tricks and her whipping sticks and her black leather Zorro mask. And they the boundaries were gone Their cries of pain drove me insane It was Auteur du Monde The gags were made out of lace Across the smiles on their face As I sodomizing and torturizing And a special word just in case Oh, 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 okay, oh, oh, oh Everybody, now I want everybody to think of their special word Think of it, think of it, but don't tell anybody. Uh-uh, or it'll never come true. <laughs> and they got it on. Yes, they got it on. You can get it on. <laughs> Randall Miller, <laughs> thank you for being on this oh, show. thank you Now, if people so want to get it on with you, where can they find you? Well, um, you can find my my stuff. Um, I'm I'm very obscure, you know. I'm hard to get a hold of, but I know tons of people. So, um, I've got a little site on MySpace. It's a personal site. MySpace, you know, my it's uh, MySpace. Rocking R, a rock in R. That's R O C K N R Productions. So it's it's uh, MySpace slash Rockin R. R O C K N R. In our productions. Productions. One word, and that's me.
and they can get to you. They can get to me. Thank you so much. And uh, if they want to find your uh, History Channel moments. Oh, well, you can find my History Channel moments. Well, soon they'll be presented on YouTube. Nice. Uh, um, I am the process, which will probably be done at the end of this week, of putting minute reels. So you'll be able to see my first season in a minute. And then the two-hour special in a minute, and they'll be located on YouTube, and then you can connect to the MySpace. You know, the whole internet world will know soon enough. They all can that go stuff. back in time with yes. you. All right. Again, thank you so much for thank being you. with us. Take us out, Randall. A little oh. strumming. <laughs> oh, 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 there's so much. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> This has been a Cassandra's Call production. 